This is Come On Kinds with Martin Quilty and Onya Fahey. Good evening once again everybody and welcome into the KCLR studios here in Kilkenny for Come On Kind. We are on episode 11 of season 3 with myself Martin Quilty and again I am always delighted to be joined by my wonderful co-host and the spectacular Anya Fahey. Good evening Anya. Good evening Martin, how are you? What are you laughing at? She is spectacular. Terrible to have that kind of carry on this early in the podcast. I can't believe we're still dealing with her at this stage of the year. So. Exactly. Well, we had a not so busy weekend on the front of games. There was a special game that was going on last Saturday and we will get to that uh, later on. But a couple of Saturdays ago, we obviously had our own adult county finals, which means that we have a couple of teams that are going to be taking part in the AIB Leinster Club Championships. And one of them is going to be James Stevens after their brilliant win against the Roar and Mystique and they are going to be taking on Raharney of Westmeath and that's certainly going to be no easy task and I am delighted to be joined on the phone if I press this button by the chairman of James Stevens Camogie Club Mr Brian Lahey Good evening Brian Hi Martin, how are you doing? Very well, now on yourself Good, thanks, and good. Good man yourself. Well, as I said, you are preparing for a busy weekend ahead. You are going to be playing in the quarterfinal of the Leinster Championship against Raharney of Westmeath. And I suppose, first of all, do you know anything about the opposition? Uh, I don't, to be honest, Martin. Only uh, a bit that we look up and we saw that they're champions of Westmeath for the last eight years. So they're a very seasoned team. And were beaten in the junior uh, club or the one the junior club all Ireland uh, last year. So we're under no illusions that to be uh, bring a, a strong match to us down here in the Kenny on on Saturday. I suppose after the county final win, Brian, it's nice to have a two week break before you go into the Leinster Championship, and especially to get any injuries that you might have picked up in the county final free. But I mean, you have a, a very good squad is there uh, at the minute, and you've been preparing very well for it. So, how have the preparations gone since your county final uh, up to this weekend coming? Yeah, no preparations have gone well. So we gave the girls most of the week off last week, and obviously we were delighted to get the win. And there were celebrations. The girls have put in a lot of effort all year. So we only came back on Friday night and start training again. But I think the problem with all teams now at this time of the year is, is trying to get training in because it's dark early and getting access to pitches with lights. And you know most of our training is on the weekends. So the girls came back Friday night and we trained Sunday morning as well, even though the pitches are, are very heavy and wet now as well with all the rain coming in. But they're, they're mad for action and, and looking forward to the match. Yeah, I suppose the weather forecast will have a bearing on the weekend. We've seen last weekend games had to be called off and the rain that's currently going at the minute like it just like as if there was a tap put on in the sky and it doesn't seem to be turning off anytime soon but in fairness the pitches out on the, the Kells Road or Park Seamus Diafon as it's known out there uh, are in great condition um, and all going well you know that we might get a couple of a dry days that it's going to be a, a heavy enough pitch but still if the weather is dry um, you'd be well able to cope to host the game out there yeah, d- definitely, and we're probably lucky in that we we have the few pitches and we're able to rotate them out the Kells Road. So we're, we're trying to mind uh, our main pitch out there, which is pitch one, 
uh, where the match is going to be on because uh, obviously we have the scoreboard and everything ready for uh, a Leinster match there so we're just mining that pitch now uh, last weekend we didn't let anything on it this week we're not letting that on either so hopefully the, the weather won't be as bad as they're predicting and it'll be dry on Saturday and we'll be able to, to play the game it's not your first time in the Leinster Championship uh, Brian obviously you won the county final back in 2012 um, and you were in the, the province uh, championship as it was then so how did you go on your uh, first occasion back in 2012? Uh, to be honest Martin I don't know whether we were in that that was the junior championship I think we won I don't think we were in it before and I could be wrong uh, on that at the time but all this team none of them definitely ever played in the in the Interprovincial Championship so it's going to be a first for them and look, they're looking forward to it it obviously extends the season on uh, later into the year than you know we even expected but all the girls are, are, are mad to get into into it and, and try and go on a run but we have to take one match as it comes and Saturday is the one in front of us against the strong Westmead team so we'll see after that Sorry you're dead right my apologies it was actually the junior and unfortunately the Kilkenny teams can't partake in the junior so actually this is going to be your first time in a big provincial championship so that's uh, that's going to be an exciting uh, affair for the club it is, and, and we're obviously trying to gather as much support as we can from not just the Camogie and the Hurland side as well and uh, get a big crowd out to, to Kells Road now on, on Saturday because uh, by all accounts, I think Graharney, they've been on the road a while now and talking to a few people, they, they always bring a big crowd so we're hoping all from the village now will come out and match that and we, we have a big crowd supporting girls, you know, they deserve it after the effort they put in all year. Yeah, Westmead team certainly do travel well and we've discovered that all down through the years even with their senior and intermediate teams that we've come up across uh, whether the matches are being played in Mullingar or uh, what's that other pitch on you that you played in uh, before what's that? Carlstown I don't know is it, is it yeah it's Kenny Gatch that's Kinnigat, the one I'm looking for yeah, yeah. Um, or even if they travel to Kilkenny they, they always do travel in great numbers I suppose Brian going on looking at your team you have a great mix of youth uh, and experience there and I suppose the experience comes with a good few of the girls that's in on the county team as well. You know, you have Michelle Teen, you have Neve Dealey, Sophie O'Dwyer, just to name a few. And you have young players then coming up, uh, the likes of Emma Minogue, who's after winning a minor All-Ireland uh, for uh, Kilkenny as well. So, you know, it's a good mixture there of youth uh, and experience. Um, and it's a competition that, if you get right on the day, that you could go well in. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure every team in it is looking to the same thing. They're all after winning their championships and they're all on a high after winning their, their local championships and we'll be hoping to go on. But yeah, we can only focus on ourselves. And as you said, we're happy with the team. It's, 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 they're hitting kind of a good age now, even though we have a lot of youngsters there that are 18 and 19. We have uh, a number of girls like Michelle and Eve and all the 23, 24 age mark. So it's a good kind of settled team they've been together now a few years as you said in the podcast a couple of weeks ago we're after playing in four county finals in a row now between junior and intermediate so they're after gaining a lot of experience together and hopefully it'll you know stand us in good stead come Saturday Yeah you did mention the, the county final uh, experiences there I suppose none of that though Brian can compare to actually going and playing in a Leinster competition because as Kilkenny hurling teams has even known that you might come up that maybe what's not classed as a tier 1 county um, can often prove very very difficult for the, the tier 1 counties like Kilkenny or Wexford and there has been a couple of shocks all down through the years but you're hoping that Saturday is not going to be one of those occasions 
Yeah, exactly. And look, at this time of the year, the, the weather can be a great leveller as well. Obviously, it must be playing in the middle of June or July with the, the, the hard ground and Sue's kind of a young, fast team. But you have to take it as it comes. And as I said, we know they're going to be strong. And different counties, you don't know the makeup of the counties, how many club teams they have in it, because their county teams could be made up of just three or four teams, or there could be 10 in there. So you won't know how strong they are until you meet a lot of these teams, unfortunately. Yeah, and they are actually the current uh, 2020 All-Ireland Junior Champions as well. So it'll certainly be a good test for you girls. I suppose one last thing, Brian, just before we let you go on that. Any fresh injury concerns coming up to the weekend? No, we don't. We, we had a few niggles after the match um, the last day, but uh, hopefully everyone will be all right. And I think just this time of the year, it's about nursing it and just minding it and going from match to match. So we, we have everyone available anyway, and hopefully we'll all get through the match. Well, with the help of God, and I know that we are going to be there on the day following your progress as well, and all going well on next week's edition of Come On Kind, that we're going to have a Kilkenny victory in the quarterfinal of the Leinster Championship. So, to yourself and all of the crew there, Brian, with uh, James Stevens, we wish you the very best of luck for Saturday. As we said, we will be following you, um, and hopefully it's going to be a, a long and fruitful competition for yourselves. Yeah, hopefully please guys thanks for having me Martin no hassle at all thanks a million for that that was Brian Lahey the chairman of the James Stevens club and as we said they are going to be taking on Raharney of Westmead in the quarterfinal of the AIB Leinster Championship coming up this Saturday and Anya that is going to be our main focus at the minute is that game against Raharney we do know that they did win the junior Junior All-Ireland final I should say in 2020 and they had a good run in the 2021 uh, competition as well they're county champions in Westmeath on a number of occasions so while on paper you might think that James Stevens might be the slightly favourites going into the game it's going to be an intriguing battle and one I don't think that either team can take for granted yeah, absolutely. Um, I think I suppose when you kind of look at the the history that's in Raharney, like they certainly have a lot of players that would have featured heavily on a Westmead um, inter county Camogie team. You look at Fiona Levy there. You know she has been a stalwart for Westmead Camogie over numerous years, um, and you know she's probably going to be one of the the main the main players for Raharney really come this weekend. And her experience alone and how she's going to you know showcase as a leader on the field. You know, and she's going she's going to be familiar with the style of play that. Can Kenny Kamogi will bring like having been there having played Westmead at senior level and having played against Kilkenny so she's certainly going to bring that experience there there's a couple of other girls on that um on that Raharney on that Raharney team as well that have experience at intercounty level, you've got Eva O'Malley there. You've got um, it's Lord Doherty is there, and you've got Eva Doherty and Eva Boyle. Like I'm nearly sure those girls as well would have certainly done the maroon and white jersey for Westmead. So they certainly have players with an awful lot of experience there. And I think the one thing about a club, if you're continuously winning, uh, if you're continu- continuously winning year after year after year, you're constantly going to gain momentum. And it's kind of like about taking the, the next step further. They have that. Experience experience of winning county finals they have that experience of winning a club all Ireland as well so you'd imagine that they're very solid very unified team and you look at there's nearly 40 odd players on that panel there and that's that's a massive massive group of players to be able to work from there so it certainly is it's going to be a massive task for James Stevens but I suppose like you know from Kilkenny we're obviously going to be you know back in James Stevens and I suppose we're always going to feel that they're going to have the upper hand of any team that they come up against and I, I just feel like the experience I think for James Stevens and the fact that we do have 
have an awful lot of inter-county players that have performed at that top level I think that's where it's really going to stand up to it and I think like when you have the likes of Emma Gaffney who obviously got player of the match in the in the county final mm-hmm. this year I think she's going to be a massive massive player for them this weekend as well and I think that confidence is going to bring her too you've got Emma Minogue Hannah Scott Michelle T Neve Dealey Sophie O'Dwyer Quiva Moore and Rachel Lahey all these girls in there and then you have the experience of Neve Brennan to throw in there as well so you know certainly James Stevens this year are extremely well balanced and I think it's going to be I think it's going to be a great match for them but I think you know Raharney having to come to the village the village you know we know the history that they have they're going to bring an awful lot of support to the village themselves as will Raharney but I really think you know this is a game that James Stevens will certainly be relishing and a game that they can definitely win yeah, it certainly is. I suppose one of the key battles that might be played out at the weekend, as you mentioned already, Fiona Levy is there. If she does start at number six, which is her usual position, that's going to be some battle between herself and Neve Dealey if Neve Dealey goes in and plays at centre forward like we have seen her doing in the past. And I mean, she's had a fantastic year so far, including with her college DCU as well, coming mm-hmm. away with a, an Ashbourne Cup final. So that's going to be one of many enthralling battles at the weekend. Yeah, it certainly is. And it's going to be interesting to see will Fiona actually kind of step up on her from watching her previously with Westmead. Now, whether it was the Westmead game plan and that's what she was doing, she often seemed to more so drift back and kind of float in behind her half back line. Probably when you're when you're marking the likes of a player of the calibre of Neve Dealey, you probably can't really afford to do that at club level. She's going to have to really step up on Neve Dealey because, you know, if you let if you give Neve that freedom to, to roam around, she's going to pop scores off she's going to distribute ball and you know you don't really want her acting as a third midfielder either because again she's going to do the exact same thing she's going to mop up she's going to clean up she's going to stop cut out any distribution of the ball to defence so it's going to be interesting to see like will Fiona Levy actually sit up on top of her or will she play that role that she has done for so many years with with, with Westmead and actually step back and sweep in behind the line so you know that's something that they're probably going to have to you know look at really this weekend you know I think the main thing is like Fiona Levy has to step up to maintain Neve Dealey because Neve Dealey is just going to do what she wants anyway she's going to continue to play her game it's you know she's the one that has to be watched Yeah it certainly will and then you have down the other end of the field uh, you have uh, Emma Gaffney who is going to be probably starting full back and herself and Therese Murray um, who usually plays in the forward line as well now they might move maybe Eva Doherty into full forward there either which we have seen in the past either one of those players though potentially could cause Emma a few problems but after her display in the county final I think it's one Emma's going to be relishing Yeah I think so I think she's going to have gained an awful lot of confidence you know like it's it's a huge thing for any player to transfer to another club but especially then to have to transfer to another county and you know kind of you know play a role in a county final knowing that you know this team had been beaten the year previously it's obviously it's a massive massive achievement for her and it's you know it was great to see as I said last week it was great to see a full back getting a bit of acknowledgement there and winning a, a player of the match accolade but yeah now I can't say I know much about Therese Murray there but Aoife Doherty has been in around the Westmead squad as well like and you know she's a player that's certainly going to have to be watched whether she does stay out there or whether Hannah Larkin or Chloe Power are going to pick her up if I was James Stevens, I'd be probably putting Hannah Larkin on her maybe stick to her both players quite similar as well so I think that's something that they're going to have to look at there's an awful lot of matches in there around the field but you know I suppose when it comes down to it it's very hard it's very 
hard to maybe kind of, you know, see what's actually going to happen. Both teams probably have never come up against each other before. They're not going to be familiar with it all. We heard Brian saying it, that they don't know much about it. But as are Raharney, they're not going to know much about James Stevens. They're probably going to know just the, the names, I suppose, that we all know through the inter-county scene. And I think that's going to be, it's going to be, it's certainly a different tussle. It's not as if like we're playing against the Michaels, like, you know, Kilkenny teams have come up against um, throughout the past years and you've, you'd know an awful lot then from the Cardo scene and from the, the Michael club scene. So yeah, I think it's definitely going to be, it's going to be a great match and, you know, I'm sure James Stevens are, are certainly relishing in this opportunity. We know that the West Meath <laughs> from last year in particular when we went to play him in the, the Leinster Championship, albeit it was the county team, that they come with a plan Mm-hmm. and they stick to it very well and they try and get in people's faces not in a bad way in a nice way like they don't give you space on the ball they don't give you time they hunt in packs they're very economical most of the time uh, with their play as well but it's a factor potentially then this weekend coming that it is in the Kells Road it's probably going to be on the main pitch as well which is mm-hmm. Crow Park size it is a huge pitch um, and a lot of the James Stevens players albeit that they don't get to play on the field very often that is usually one of the other ones is there um, a lot of the Kilkenny girls that plays with James Stevens would have experience of playing on Crow Park so might that be a, a bit of a benefit to them? Um, a benefit to James Stevens? Yeah. yeah like Mull- Mullingar and them are they're, they're tight enough pitches um, you know to be playing on whereas if you put someone in a wide open space will it suit James Stevens more? Well I think the fact that it's home venue it's going to suit them I think when you look at their forwards especially look at their wings like you've got Sophie O'Dwyer and Neve Brennan they're pacey they're not afraid to take it on you look at Rachel Lange inside in the full forward line she's very pacey but they're going to want all that space as well Keir Delaney and Cueva Moore on either side they're going to want all that space too because you know they kind of maybe don't turn it at an acute angle they kind of have to go a slight bit around about it, about it. But so I think like the bigger I think the bigger pitch I think that's where we're going to really see James Stevens down dominate completely in this game. Um, I do think though, like, you know, it's certainly for the likes of Raharney, they'll be used to playing in Crow Park. They've won a club All-Ireland there. They've a couple of girls that have been on the Westmead team when they won junior and intermediate. So like, they're not going to have that fear of it either. The fact that, you know, they're breeding a continuous succession wheel constantly year after year after year. That's what's going to be a major, major bonus to them. But I do think that, I do think that James Stevens should really have the edge for this game. Okay, well, obviously it is one of four quarterfinals that's down for a decision and we may not know an awful lot about the, the other teams is partaking in it but uh, the other quarterfinals so the James Stevens um, Rahir Harney match that is match one uh, match two is going to be St. Peregrine's of Dublin versus Nafina of Meath I honestly cannot tell you anything about any of those teams I've only been in Peregrines I'd say twice um, and it's hard to know I mean Dublin and Meath is always good clashes Mm -hmm. um, that's there with one another but that is uh, game two the other game which is game three we're going to come back to that in a minute because that does involve uh, Moishal and Nace and the other game then is game four which is uh, Oilgate uh, Glen Bryan is going to be taking on St. Bridget's of Leash so it's Wexford versus Leash in that one and that's not going to be an easy game either 
other. And as we said, anything can happen on you. It, it, mm-hmm. Counties go out the door when it comes yeah. to AIB Club Championship, as we've seen with the hurlers. You know, you had Nace beating Glenn Moore going back there uh, last year, I think it was, and everyone was delighted. And Nace went on then, I think, and they won the All-Ireland title as well. So, you know, county where they sit on the ladder, uh, you know, when it comes to inter-county status mm-hmm. is out the door completely when your club is fighting for uh, county pride. Certainly isn't. You know, like, I would say we've been privileged enough to play St. Bridges this year in a challenge match with Tullerone, but it wasn't a privilege at all. <laughs> um, they're a very, very well-oiled, tuned machine. They're excellent all over. I think what probably might help them is the bits fact that they've probably had a little bit more time to prepare for a Leinster Championship game, whereas Islegate only won their county final last weekend, as far as I know. I think it's so, like, they've literally had, and very let's be fair, a couple of days celebrating a day or two to recover from that and then back into the training field and I'd say it's more so about just kind of you know sweating out whatever you know went on the last couple of days so yeah okay they're going to be they have all the training done but you know I think St. Bridges are definitely going to be coming probably a lot more prepared but in saying that they could be that slightly bit rustier in it uh, Oilgate will be still kind of on a crest of a wave they'll be still like beaming in confidence after just recently after winning a county final so yeah that'll be an interesting one I do fancy St. Bridges though to be fair to come out of that I've seen them play this year they're excellent all over the field and they're just they just know where each other is like and they're just they're just very well able to place the ball distribute the ball and I think that they're going to be they're going to be big contenders in the in the championship this year as well well the winners of that game are going to be playing the winners of James Stevens and Raharney mm-hmm. in the semi-final on the 19th of November. So you're pretty good at calling these things. So out of the two games, call who's going to be playing in that semi-final? I think James Stevens are going to get the win over Raharney. I think St. Bridget's are going to get the win over Islegate. I would expect Michael to get a good victory over Nace. And I genuinely am not going to call the other it's match. It's a toss up between the I other d- two. I don't know enough yeah. about either team and it would be unfair for me to, to take a, to hazard a guess on either of them. I just don't know enough about them to be fair. But um, a Meads team I think will be very, very strong in this and I think they they always have been. The fact that the, the Meads inter-county team got so far this year I think that's going to be a massive boost of confidence for them as well and I'm sure they're flanked by a couple of their players on that as well. Yeah, well as you did mention and so did I earlier on that Moishel of Carlo is going to be taking on Nace of Kildare and that is an away game for uh, Moishel at the weekend as well I suppose they're on the crest of a wave 23 titles in a row they were after winning this year in their county title they got to the Leinster final last year where St. Rhinas defeated them and St. Rhinas went on to win the All-Ireland competition <laughs> as well so you know they're going to be beaming going into it they'll have confidence they've been there before mm-hmm. they were All-Ireland champions back in 2017 so they do have a wealth of experience going into this game they certainly do like and I feel like for Michel I think they need to be kind of pushing on now you know they've won 22 23 county titles 23 in a row, in a row 23 yeah. in a row like and I really feel like they need to take that next step forward and I think the next step forward would be winning a Leinster title for them like they're not a team that I would fancy coming up against at all I think they're throughout every year they just seem to find these new players every they have a conveyor belt down there and it's been going steady for the last two decades as we can clearly see here but um, yeah Michael I think are certainly within a great chance this weekend and a great chance of getting to a Leinster final too Well they certainly are and we know that Brendan Hayden is the manager of Michel and if I press this button here 
here we are as soon as we push this little button I should be joined on the line by the wonderful Michael manager and that is Brendan Hayden Brendan good evening and welcome into Come On Kind Good evening and thank you uh, First up, I suppose you have a big weekend coming up uh, as well after your win in the county final. You're going to be taking part in the Leinster Intermediate Club Championship quarter final against Nace of Kildare. Um, but first, let's get back to your county title a couple of weeks ago, your 23rd title in a row. It's a phenomenal achievement. It is, in fairness, and it's testimony to all the coaches and all the former players and current players out there that. They can continue that. I'm not sure if it's probably one of the longest in the streets in, in GA. Um, but it is it's a phenomenal achievement for any club uh, to to have. Um, and we were delighted to get over the line there against Nevery in a very tight game there, I think it was the 9th of October. Uh, I suppose, Brendan, the fact that you have won 23 in a row would suggest that you have been fairly dominant uh, throughout the last two decades. But I think the standard, as you said, with against Nay Breed in particular in the final, that other teams are now catching up slightly to yourselves and while you might have been winning them uh, by lots of scores before, they're starting to get a lot closer. So the standard in Carlo has certainly increased, would you think, especially in the last three to four years? Yeah, it appears that way that the clubs around uh, in the county are starting to increase their under preparation and they're they're all trying to catch Michael. Obviously, as champions, no matter what sport it is in, you have a target on your back and everybody wants to to hit that target, you know. But, um, yeah, the standard is rising. The game was very tight. Um, I think it was eight points to five and they got a goal with five minutes to go. Then we responded really, really well. we got a point from play and we got two points from freeze. And I think in that five-minute period, I don't think Neil Breed had the ball in our half maybe twice. So no, that was something that showed great resilience there to come back from that goal. They were very calm. Um, there was no major panic going on. So look, in that regard, yes, teams are getting close. But I think tight games might should not just know how to win them and eat them out. Yeah, well, you certainly would want a tight game, especially going into a Leinster Championship as well. Which brings me on then to the weekend, because you're no strangers to the AIB Leinster Championship, having won the Junior All-Ireland back in 2013 and 14, and the Intermediate one then in 17. You were also in last year's uh, Leinster final as well, and it was a, a defeat against St. Rhinus, and St. Rhinus went on to win uh, the All-Ireland for their second time in a row. So I suppose, first of all, do you know much about your opponent's knees that you're going to be playing at the weekend? We don't to be honest with you. Um, we haven't had any footage of them at all so we don't really know a huge amount about them. Other than the county champions um, and the more than ourselves it's, it's the next level is going to be a step up like Leinster Championship is a step from Carlo Championship um, so look we've prepared as diligently as we can. We had a couple of things to tidy up from the county final but having said that, we had a lot of positives to increase on as well. So, you know, it wasn't all, oh, we better fix this or that or the other. It was, you know, a lot of things went well for us that day and throughout the whole campaign, and we continue to work on those. Um, we're expecting a very tight game where you have to go to an ace club to beat an ace as well or play an ace. So, look, it's, a, it's another challenge for us, and we're looking forward to it. 
Well, it certainly is a challenge. I suppose the fact, though, Brendan, that you have that experience of playing in the, the Leinster Championship over the last number of years as well, and in particular getting to finals and then on to All-Ireland semi-finals and finals. With the experience that you have in the team, you're also bringing in and blending a bit of youth into that team as well. So you have a good mixture there at the minute. So the dynamic is good and there must be plenty of uh, places up for grabs and competition for places as well, especially coming up to big matches. Yeah, there is a good band there. Like you look at Kira Kirk, Kate Nolan, Breed Nolan, Tara Wilson, these type of players, Ali, Michelle, Emma. And then you go back down like Sarah Sheen was only 16 there passing the other day she scored two fantastic points from playing the final Amy Nolan and Rhiannon Kenny here in Ireland has made a breakthrough in onto the squad this year so I think there's kind of six of particularly younger players but I think the county final day they all just held us together we've been putting a huge emphasis on team um, and I think we got the real team performance we wanted on that day so but having said that the experiences have no benefit to you unless you use it um, and we keep encouraging the older players to encourage and teach the younger players in sessions, in drills, in games, and that sort of stuff. So it is a real huge team effort, regardless of experience or age. So we're we're quite happy where we are as a team. Um, but as I say, the next step will be a step up again. Yeah, it certainly will. I suppose the fact that you did come up again last year's uh, All-Ireland champions in the Leinster final as well and they then went on to win the competition out. It'll give ye great hope, I suppose, going into this weekend's quarter-final that you did push the All-Ireland champions of... Uh, 2021 and 2022 um, all the way and the fact that Rhinas have now left uh, the competition as well that they're gone to the senior grade in Offaly albeit there will be an Offaly team come in there uh, as well but for you going forward it gives you great confidence going in that you could run Rhinas so close in last year's final It, it does it does and I suppose that's the experience that you'll be looking for but uh, like there's no way we can take any other team like every team now is a county champion and um, and county championships are not hard won by, or not easy won I should say in any competition or in any county so you know we're not looking at say, oh well we were second best last year or whatever and we are entitled to this like no like sport knows no sentiment and we have to work hard we have been doing that and we're very focused on the game on Saturday and we haven't looked past that game and so look experience may tell if we use it um, but certainly we're not complacent about the challenge we have to face on Saturday Preparations wise then Brendan going in after the county final how have they been going for yourselves over the last couple of weeks uh, and any fresh injury concerns going into the weekend? No we've no injury concerns at all um, the match was on this so- Sunday we took Tuesday off we were back Friday, Sunday, Tuesday we played a match Thursday um, Sunday morning we were training and we're at it tonight Tuesday night and we're back Thursday night so that'll lead us into the match well it's been good the girls are enthusiastic um, a fresh challenge for them facing into Leinster um, so look we're enthusiastic sessions are good um, and thankfully we've no uh, injury concerns leading into Saturday 
well that's all positive news and hopefully that we'll be uh, keeping an eye on the fixture as well on Saturday and bringing updates as well on KCLR uh, throughout the weekend and we wish yourself and Michael the very best of luck especially for finding the flag for Carlo in the Leinster Championship and you never know this year we might actually get a Kenny and uh, Carlo Leinster final between the two champions which would be something special to behold or look forward to yeah I'm sure and but like obviously both teams have a bit of a pack to get there. So as I said, we we've emphasised all year it's one match at a time that leads into the next one. So what's coming down further down the line is not really concerned forward until we beat Ness on Saturday. Um, and then we can look forward to that or say we 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 have not looked forward to you know. So that's just the way it is. Um, but certainly we we're anticipating this very tough match on Saturday. Having to travel away to a club ground is going to be a good challenge for us but we're, we're ready for it at this moment Perfect well as I said earlier we will certainly be keeping an eye on your progress throughout the, the campaign and with the help of God you'll get over the first hurdle and progress and we'll be following it all the way Brendan my many thanks for joining us here on uh, the Come On Kind podcast this evening uh, we wish yourself and Michael the very best of luck and hopefully we'll be able to bring good news next Tuesday after you beat Nice uh, Saturday, that is. Saturday. Oh, Saturday, sorry. Yes, I am even forgetting yeah. what day we have. Saturday. <laughs> yeah, okay. Appreciate Perfect, Brendan. Good support. man yourself. Thank you, Thank you very yes. much. Yeah, that... Ooh. Oh, am I back on? I am. If I put my microphone to myself, it would be a lot easier. That was, of course, Brendan Hayden joining us uh, on the phone uh, a little bit earlier on this evening uh, for previewing Michael against Nace. And as you were saying, Anya... You expect Michael to come away with the victory in this one? Yeah, I certainly do. I think, you know, they, what we've mentioned before, they have a massive history down in Michael, and I think that they're going to want to go that one step further. Kind of maybe something maybe similar to the way Harney are probably approaching this game as well. They have the experience of winning a junior All-Ireland. They're going to want to really kind of cement them, their place in as being one of the a really strong clubs, club team. And I do think that, I do think that Michael will surely have a bit of the edge in this game as well. Yeah, well, they had a lot of home games last year they were lucky enough uh, with that they're on the road on the first game uh, this weekend coming so they're certainly not going to be easy all of them games by the way take place at uh, 1.30 on Saturday the 29th so that is going to be James Stevens versus Raharney of Westmeath out on the Kells Road or as it's known as Park Seamus Stephon 1.30 throw in for that one and the other one that we're going to be keeping an eye on is Nace versus Michael, and that's going ahead in Nace also at 1.30 as well and as we said the winners of the James Stevens raharney game will play either Oilgate or St. Bridget's in the semi-final and the winners of the Michael Gate or the Michael Gate the Michael game will be taking on uh, either St. Peregrine's of Dublin or Nafina of Meath and just to make everyone aware that those are an all ticket affair and ticket links can be found on the Leinster Camogie social media channels so you are asked to buy your tickets in advance because there will be no cash or cards taken on the gate on the day so we're back to the old GAA format we're not a county final in the counties anymore so don't forget you do have to get your tickets before you turn up to the venues Anya we had a very interesting game last Saturday 
to be fair, and it was uh, the brainchild of our senior players. Uh, they wanted to do something for a fundraiser, for to raise money for the holiday fund, and they came up with what was a novel idea. Uh, it was great crack. It was great fun. Um, plenty of stars that was out. And I am, of course, talking about the Kilkenny Hurling Legends taking on the reigning Camogie champions that took place in Johns Park last Saturday. In front of a decent crowd, I thought, being honest with you, they might have been a bit more there to support the teams. But by God, were we entertained uh, given some great skill, some great goals, maybe some dodgy refereeing decisions if your hurlers are looking down the line. But overall, uh, what did you make of the event? Because I thought it was thoroughly enjoyable. Yeah, I did as well. I thought it was really, really good fun. Um, you know, it was kind of maybe a bit of a kind of relaxation really for both, for the Camogie guards really just to throw down the shackles and really enjoy their game. And, you know, I think it was very well organised by them. Like, you know, the girls certainly did an awful lot of work work for it and it was great to see so many of them getting involved as well in it which I think you know that's the main thing like the, these girls are out there trying to you know raise money and it's great to see that they're all being that they're all really getting their, their hands in and um, you know getting getting as many people involved in it and you know fair place and forgetting the, the list of hurlers that they actually got as well because it, it's phenomenal now obviously you know there's a couple of them there that would have you know very um very near links to a lot of them family members but it was it was great to see and I think it's credit for credit is due as well to the lads for supporting the girls as well kind of showcasing that you know the girls are just as important the girls you know deserve to to get the exact same accolade as they have got for many many years and you know it was brilliant and you have to say like you know class is permanent and it certainly is you see some of the, the moves that were being that were being thrown off there by some of the lads like they still have it even if they have Jackie Terrell and yeah. Mick Havna never lost it well, I'd say McCavanagh never left the corner, the corner of the pitch, <laughs> you know. But uh, but yeah, no, it was absolutely brilliant. It well, was, he didn't have to do no, much. He had the skill to exactly. be able to go and do what he had to do. But you know what? And it was funny, like, because any time he got the ball, like, you could see exactly what he's doing. He was just doing a crossfield ball, like, and it was like the, it was basically like watching McCavanagh like ten years ago when he was playing for Kilkenny. Like they they were literally doing the same drill over and over again. It's like it was literally bred into them, and mm-hmm. I suppose that's what's great to see. Like even knowing where some of them were, like with their backhand, like how many backhand passes did we see? You know, the other day, like I, was was I mean, Eddie know, Brennan was, was just doing it for fun at some yeah, stages. It was, you know, it was. I it was mean, let, let, let's look at some of the matchups, okay? I mean, the big talking point, especially out in Tullerone, was going to be the markup of Grace marking her brother Tommy. And to be fair, I think Tommy may have just edged it slightly albeit he got one of the best goals of the day that we've seen in it and it was disallowed and he's probably in bewilderment still of why it was disallowed but I have to say Liz Dempsey had a fantastic game uh, last weekend she was brilliant as she always is the hurlers mightn't think so but we certainly did uh, on the sideline um, and when you look down at the other end of it then you had JJ Delaney record must have been really worried about that because he put JJ in on top of Miriam Welsh and we know that she's been nominated for the PWC Players Player of the Year um, for this coming season as well. And for me, Miriam definitely had the edge on JJ at the other side of the field. Yeah, she certainly did. Like, it was funny. I was actually talking to uh, 
Grace and Tommy and um, Marlies after the match and Grace was giving out to Tommy she was like you know what this was meant to be a bit of fun like you know you know you completely took it so serious and you know what were you doing like and there was actually a funny photo of Billy Cullerton and I must say if you've looked at any of the pictures that Billy Cullerton took they're oh, they're brilliant. Hilarious. They're class yeah they're, they're brilliant it's like nearly the first ball that comes in you know Grace is out in front and Tommy is literally just like pulling her down to the ground to try and get the ball but yeah do you know what it was, it was brilliant yeah Miriam definitely had the had the up there on JJ and that I'm sure Noel McGree will be fist pumping around the place there delighted with that but it was it was brilliant and it was great to see Brian Dowling and Philly Larkin getting involved in that. <laughs> but I genuinely felt like every time especially Brian every time he got the ball he was like trying to get rid of it really fast because there's about four or five of them that were literally <laughs> coming at him like they had hatchets in their hands uh, but yeah it was really really good and Steffi Fitz and Owen Larkin that was a really good it tussle was, as well it was yeah, 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 to was, be fair and I mean really Steffi certainly wasn't one bit afraid I mean she got stuck in and no. uh, I don't know I mean we were looking for a, a couple of decent tackles to go in and I don't know who it was that broke the hurl uh, off Roisin one of the lads Green. was it Roisin yeah. I, I can't remember who she hit the, <laughs> off the which wasn't off the ball the ball was there Roisin pulled smashed the hurl in two bits one went in flitters in one direction and whichever the hurlers it was he didn't even bat an eyelid no. he just continued on the very same as if nothing was after happening and by God it just brought back memories of probably training sessions that went on in Nolan Park yeah. and the days God be good to them that you broke plenty of hurls and you didn't even get a free No exactly it was you know it was brilliant like it was great crack I must say Roisin Breen was definitely one of the players on the field that uh, stood out the most she wasn't afraid to hit those lads with a shoulder or not you know it was kind of funny like at the start of the couple of start the first few minutes of the match you could kind of see the lads were nearly like jogging towards us and the girls are kind of like nearly half nervous and kind of had a little bit of a, a grin and a skit like next thing Brino just comes in out of nowhere absolutely <laughs> whack smack bam clears someone out of it and then you could see everyone was starting to kind of laugh and then it was like right lads let's go like let's get this going but yeah it was funny like it was it was very very good like I must say like some of those hurlers they certainly have ne- they've never lost it like they have, great we're looking see, at like, Eddie yeah. Brennan I mean Eddie Brennan uh, you know I mean just like as if he was still out with a county jersey on him mm. Owen Larkin was the same Tommy was the very same Tommy is still playing I think Owen uh, and Eddie are still playing if I'm not mistaken um, as I well I think you, Eddie is is he I know I, I think he Owen, was I think Owen is, is he playing with the jun- Village Junior yeah the, Jackie Tyrrell is playing Jackie so is definitely Ryan, playing like, he looks ah, like here. he could still be playing to be fair to him I mean I even got on to him afterwards which is going to bring me to my first interview because we caught up with uh, Lester and Aoife afterwards and Lester in particular was wearing one piece of apparel that was like a flashing beacon uh, out in the middle of the ocean so that a ship wouldn't crash into him and you know what I'm talking about uh, as soon as you hear what Lester and Aoife Prendergast had to say and I caught up with him after the match. I'm, I'm here with two former captains, Aoife Prendergast from the Camogie and Lester Ryan from the Hurland Legends. You have blood on your jersey and it's just like as if there was a, a great battle uh, of a series of legends going on there. Lester, I'll start with you. Uh, what did you think of one point loss? Was there a, a bit of a fair reflection there? I actually thought it was a draw. It wasn't a draw at all. Uh, yeah, fair reflection on the game. I think the outscored was 10 points to none. Did we score in the second half? We scored a goal in the, fight in the second half. Oh, you did. You scored a bit now in fairness. Yeah, yeah. It's hard playing against the wind in both halves. So. Ah, look, we made the best of it. <laughs> Aoife, it was a great event. You can hear probably behind us that all the crowd was young girls getting 
autographs, hurl signs, etc. But for you, it was an important fundraiser for you. Yeah, look, man, that just sums up the year, to be honest. Um, we got over the line on All-Ireland final day because of the Kilkenny supporters, and they're out here supporting us again, supporting us to get on that holiday, and fair play to all of them. We couldn't do it without them. Lester, you're one of the younger legends that was on the field. Is that why they made you do all the running, in fairness? Because every time we looked at you, you seemed to be running in a different direction. I don't know. I'm neither a legend nor retired, so I'm not sure how I fell into today's game. But, uh, yeah, I should stay alongside Bray Dowling there. Bray told me to do all the running. He'd stand still and look good, so I had to do that. Told what the boss says. So, no, it's great now. It's great to give the girls send-off. It's a pity that they had to work so hard to get the holiday, but I hope they enjoy it now because... They well deserve it. They're great. I have two little girls and have them watching every match and they're absolutely brilliant role models and we had a great homecoming. It was brilliant. It was there for nearly four hours that night and the girls were brilliant there. Something my two little girls will remember and uh, they're excellent role models so they deserve every bit of holiday. Hope they enjoy it. They certainly are, but we have to ask, what's with the socks? Like, I mean, were you just looking for someone to be looking for you to give the ball to it because you really stood out like a sore thumb with the Illumina socks? Yeah. Uh, yeah, Ballyhale gave us a beating in the club and I actually had my gear ready for the next week's training and that was the gear I was wearing training. I never even looked twice until I pulled them out of the dressing room and all ten lads looked at me so, look, that's what they were. <laughs> well, it certainly works. Aoife, to come up against some of these legends that you've grown up watching over the years, the likes of Peter Barry, JJ Delaney, even this fella here beside me when he captained the hurling team as well. It must be great for yourselves to actually be able to go out, grace the same field and put in a, a battle against them. Yeah, look, it's incredible. Uh, we looked up to these lads when we were younger and there's people watching on there today that are hopefully looking up to us and maybe this might inspire them to grace the same field that we're on. So, no, it's a great... It's great battle to play alongside the likes of Leicester and the um, the rest of them. So even to get get an old battle against Brian Dowling was great. So and Philly Larkin, um, no, yeah, it was brilliant. And fair play to the lads for talking out today and giving us the support that we needed. Well, Eva Leicester, well done on a great match because we certainly enjoyed it. Thanks very much. Yeah, on you. What was with socks? <laughs> I, I I mean, to the first thing that we noticed, albeit, I mean, he had a phenomenal game. I mean, he was dead right. He was doing a lot of the running, um, to be fair to him, because you'd look at him one minute, he was down in the corner near the gate, and you look at the next minute, he was back out midfield as well. Never lost an ounce of pace or skill. Um, it was brilliant to watch, but to have himself and Aoife, like two former captains mm-hmm. there, and he spoke so well of our Camogie girls and how much role models they are. And really, they are, to be fair to them. Yeah, they are, and it's, you know, it's great to hear. It's great to hear those words coming from Leicester. Like, and you know, I suppose like he'd know all about it. You know, married to Neve, a huge, huge player for um for. Dixborough the last couple of years so she you know there's definitely a pair in them and I suppose like you know she knows she's followed his career for so long and he's obviously followed her career for so long so he knows exactly what it's like for the girls and you know he mentioned himself he's got two young girls growing up so he just wants to see that these girls are going to be looked after as well and you know it it was absolutely fantastic and you know as you said like it was a nice iconic moment to have two you know captains of all Ireland winning teams there together and you know it was definitely a special day for everybody Well it certainly was it's a pity 
really we didn't see who was on the jerseys uh, because the, the jersey numbers were all over the place for the hurling legends um, but we thought this man was actually out wearing the number 7 when we discovered there was probably two number 7s uh, on the field one of them was the great Peter Barry of course he's involved with James Stevens club now he was out losing a county final as a selector the week before and last Saturday he was out playing again our champions and I caught up with the great Peter Barry after the match Peter Barry you're a man of many talents you're a selector you're a coach you're now classed as a legend but you've rolled back the years because it looked like you were a spring chicken out there today in the exhibition match uh, I, I think that's a slight exaggeration there now. No, 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 in fairness. It was, uh, it was a, it's, look, it's a brilliant idea. Um, it was really enjoyable. We had great crack. The girls are, are, are hard to hurl against and uh, they made it, made it hard work on us and then beat us. But uh, it was really enjoyable, yeah. And uh, like, I think there's something in, there's a future in this, uh, if, you know, for other fundraisers and for getting people together because uh, I know from talking to all the lads and the way they all are now, we all had, we all had great crack. I just said it to PJ there earlier on as well. Like, it might be something that could become an annual event because the enjoyment that was had but even for the likes of yourselves to go out and play the reigning All-Ireland Champions you've been there before you know how hard it is to fundraise and get money together so for this novel idea it was a great idea to come by the girls Yeah, brilliant idea brilliant idea and like when Brian reached out to, to all of us I know for a fact like I say everybody just came straight back and said yeah, mad for it and delighted to do it but it is I think it could become something that's big you know, we bring it over to Nolan Park then and work it even around something you know where there's a you know, it's a, it's a good cause as well as holidays and that but something else behind it and bring the community into it and uh, and it could be really good you know it could be really good it's a great idea brilliant idea I know you have girls that's playing as well down in Glenmore you're coaching them as well down there for them to be able to see something like this for the girls to come up again dad even you know he's coached one day he's out playing the girls another day like it's something that they can aspire to be an all-earned champion themselves someday yeah and like, that's the thing like they're they're here now and they're on the same field um, I met all the Glenmore girls they're on the same field as uh the, their heroes you know all Ireland champions this year and that's that's magic to be able to just talk to them touch them uh, get an autograph off them have a conversation and that's look that's that's gold you can't get that over in England in the Premiership or anything like that these 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 real life heroes are here hurling against some men, old men and uh, and uh, their our girls get to meet them and that's 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 a fantastic thing to have and you know something as well it's really important to say uh, you know we wouldn't we wouldn't know the girls you know to, to talk to that well because uh, obviously we're all in different circles now I'm looking after under 14 or whatever but these they were a great 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 bunch you know to be around and uh, they were they were great crack with us on the field and everything so it's look it's uh, again novel idea brilliant to have all these people still around here half an hour after the match and uh, hopefully it'll come again We know there was disappointment last weekend for yourselves as well but when you have something like this going and you can see the fun and enjoyment and all the faces of all the young supporters here today it's something that's really worth it Yeah yeah. last week was tough you know Ballyhale are a very good team and, uh, and deservedly won it on the day um, James Stevens are a strong club with a big tradition and they'll be back for sure there's no question about that but again look the whole thing moves on and uh, we're here this week the lads were playing under 21 today there's an under 15 county final as well up in the club in the village and that's so, up like uh, it's that's hurling that's sport and if you were to dwell on bad days you'd never move anywhere but we don't dwell on them we'll just move on and we'll come for the next one and hopefully we'll have many more days like this hopefully we will good man thanks, thanks very much yeah, that was the great Peter Barry, of course, who donned the number six jersey for many a year playing with Kilkenny and he thoroughly enjoyed his day out in John's Park as well and it was great to see his girls even there beside him when he was doing the interview. 
Oh, and yeah, I suppose the boss himself uh, was out and he had a game and he was playing. And to be fair, when you're on a team, and we mentioned this in commentary as well on Saturday, it's like to see somebody who's preaching from the pulpit <laughs> and going out and doing something themselves and not being a hypocrite. Because the last thing you want to see as a manager is them roaring and shouting at you to do this, that and the other thing. Uh, and someone thinking to themselves, well that fella's an Egypt and he hasn't a clue what the hell he's talking about but by God Brian Dowling rolled back a couple of years at least last Saturday um, and to be fair he had a decent game he did but he also got himself a yellow card for back, <laughs> for back chat <laughs> he did and uh, he gave away a couple of frees there for very questionable hand passes as well uh, Philly Larkin no better up the other end of the field as well got a yellow card uh, but well yeah. we did mention this now and I mean it's, if it comes up on the Sunday game about the hand passes this year I mean Jackie must have given away at least three to four frees for illegal hand passes on Saturday <laughs> yeah I know do you know what it's all, it's all a bit of fun and do you, know was, I actually, was, yeah. do you know who I actually think really really made the day was Liz Liz Dempsey yeah. was brilliant yeah. she was absolutely brilliant she made it and it was it was just funny like you could see some of the lads just turn around going like what was that for and she was like problem <laughs> and it was like keep your mouth shut keep walking like it was and it was just funny it was just it was just like her mannerism she's like yeah I don't care Do you, what, what are you talking about like there was one ball that was 100% definitely over the black spot and um, it was waved uh, wide or the opposite way around or whatever the case may be but yeah it was funny but yeah Brian yeah like listen he was like a young lad really again on the hurling field wasn't he he was just you know zipping up and down running in and out there and you know it certainly was and it, it's great to see but it just see. goes to show though as a manager yeah. he does know what he's talking about as well because mm, he's doing stuff does, on yeah. the field that yeah. he's expecting his players to do when he's mm. coaching them and managing them um, and you can see that the experience really shines through and it did certainly last Saturday and you know what I think as well I think okay yes this was a fundraiser um, for the for the holiday or whatever the case may be but I also think it's going to gel them more as a team as well going into yeah. the coming season Like, and I think that's going to be a massive worry for the other teams that are going to come up against Kilkenny I really feel like after a game like that and after the hard work that they've not just winning in All-Ireland this year but the hard work that they've had to do over the last couple of weeks and now they get to go off on their, their nice holiday I really think that's going to really really gel them more and more as a team like they're already <laughs> gelled enough as it is but I think they're going to have a bond there that's going to be extremely hard to break down both on and off the field next year Leave the holiday aside for a minute um, and I was talking to PJ Ryan about this afterwards and you heard a small little bit there with uh, Peter Barry. Do you think this could become an annual event? Yeah, I think so. I think it would be absolutely brilliant and I, like I know we have the Hurling for Cancer and that's absolutely brilliant but I think it'd be, it would be so nice to have something local and as Peter Barry said, like even if you know, you're to have it for another worthy organisation, like a charity organisation, I think it's I think it's so, something that can be certainly looked at and I think it'd be really, really good if the Camogie really got behind it and kind of backed it and ran it um, and I think it, there's something there like because I think it's all about, you know, we need to start, we, not that we need to start giving back but we need to be given back to the communities yeah, yeah. you know that you know that have invested so much into Kilkenny Camogie and I think doing something like that like even if it's pick like two random charities every year and you know do it for them or whatever the case may be and you know I think I think it's something that will certainly draw a crowd and I think that as the years go on we'll learn more about how to run it or what mm-hmm. new ideas we can bring in and, and I think more and more people will get involved and as he said you know one day you might see it over in Nolan Park and you know you could have a couple of thousand people yeah, at it 
be great. Yeah, like I definitely think it's something... I do think it's something that needs to be kept on tabs for next year as well. Yep. Like even if it's not for even if it's not for the girls for Holly, but even if it's for something different, like even if it's for a charity and maybe for the underage development of Kilkenny Camogie or something like that, mm-hmm. split it into split it by two or three different charities, something something very similar, something small. But I think it would be absolutely brilliant. And my, the hurlers are mad for it. Absolutely, sure. Why really they? mad yeah. for it? They are. Why wouldn't they be? And the girls, I'd say. I'd say Sally Hansen and Coco Brown definitely had a share in, in fake tan um, after the weekend as well because um, I've never or else those girls were already on a foreign holiday and only back that morning because they were all very much tanned up to the last Well the only disappointment for you though uh, talking about oh, tan was that poor Pat O'Neill wasn't out on the pitch no. with them hurlers at the weekend No and you know what You'll I'd, have to get on to him for next year now he'd, I'd have loved after that match I would have loved to see himself and Roisin Breen coming head to head with each other <laughs> I think that would have been absolutely phenomenal I I'm, I don't care next year I'm getting a petition I'm going to start it early start in January February going to get a couple of thousand people to sign it get Pat O'Neill out in the shorts back onto the hurling field it'd be great Well one man that was out on the hurling field on Saturday he is a legend in his own right because he is also up for manager of the year at the Camogie All Stars this year and it is of course the boss the Camogie boss he is an All-Ireland winning manager twice in the last three years and Brian Dowling caught up with me directly after Saturday's game Brian Dowling what an occasion that we had here today first of all though on respect the ref day for a man that's usually fairly quiet on the sideline God poor Liz was getting a tough off you today I think she deserved it now to be honest with you uh, <laughs> she had a few dodgy decisions but uh, I know look it was an absolutely brilliant day I suppose we came up with the idea there a few weeks ago and uh, you know so something a little bit different we want to try something a bit different so look fair play to all the hurlers there for, for talking out today some of them are still hurling some of them are a bit rusty but uh, it was a great occasion and a great the majority of the hurlers that I've talked to said that they had no hesitation whatsoever as soon as you picked up the phone call delighted to do it do you think it's something that might become even an annual event within the county it's a novel idea to have the girls play the fellas but all of them that I'm after talking to is after loving it yeah no it is something enjoyable like you know so the lads have said they to get them out of the house for, for a while and maybe get an excuse go for a few drinks afterwards so um, no it was really enjoyable and look there's a great buzz uh, in Kilkenny at the moment I suppose and uh, you know the, in fairness the hurlers have always been very supportive since I've been in there anyway and um, you know the lads as you said when I rang, picked up the phone to ask the lads you know they were more than happy to be here and there's other lads who unfortunately couldn't be here and they were, were mad to play so look it's a great occasion and um, look, the weather was good and um, you know I think we made a lot of money from it so it was great In all serious that's what the idea was for was to raise the money for the, the players to get off on the holiday and in fairness no matter where you've really turned the support to stay for the girls has been immense uh, Look it's been unbelievable from the very start uh, you know I said it there in the, in the programme notes uh, from the, the night and we come down on the, the, the for the homecoming in the, coming into the courthouse you'll see the, the crowd that was there it's still hard to believe uh, you know when you think back on it and since we started this fundraiser you know it started off with a GoFundMe page but things got bigger and bigger then as, as, as we went on week on week and look there's been a huge amount of work in the background it's not something you could do every year but uh, look in fairness to the girls they put the shoulder to the wheel and um, you know the, the, the money is just about raised now so there'll definitely be a holiday which is brilliant it wasn't looking good I suppose the first couple of weeks it looked fairly daunting the amount 
happy race, but it's there now. And, um, you know, and that's thanks to all the people at Kilkenny, you know, and everyone has been so good to us. The amount of people that have sponsored us individually, businesses, you know, uh, the good wishes we've had, you know, Lock and Gales here in my own club, um, you know, giving us the facilities today and stuff like that. It's just everyone has been so good to us, and we're, we're just so thankful now. Jerry Kling was playing out there as well himself today. Looked like a fella that hasn't lost a, a bit of his experience either. Do you think they'll be getting a, a call back after? You know, I mean, you, you were a man of many talents out there today, to be fair to you as well. Yeah, I was saying that Michael Rice was injured there, but he had a black book coming in, so I was just wondering was that a book to take down notes and names <laughs> for, for lads next year? So it's, a, it's a clean slate now, you know. But um, no, look again, and even just mentioned Brian Cody, like, you know, came over here to, to manage the team and that. It's absolutely brilliant to, that he got involved with it as well. So look, we're just so happy with Liz Dempsey coming in, you know, I mean, the referee, even though I, I, I can't say she had a great game today. She's normally a very good referee, but uh, I know, look, it's a brilliant occasion and it's just great buzz around um, around the place today and we're just delighted now. Well, well done to you and the girls for putting on an excellent show because it really was well worth the while and we thoroughly enjoyed it. And I think the people that turned up to watch the match really enjoyed it as well. Yeah, they did. I'm not sure was the, what was the final score there. It was changing there, I think, a few times during the match. But you lost by a point. Lost by a point. I don't know whether that's... I don't know, I don't know when you say we. I don't even know what team I'm on anymore. So, um, <laughs> look, I suppose uh, the Camogie girls keep the unbeaten run going So for the end of the year, so we're happy with that. Well, well done, Brian, and congratulations on a great event. OK, thanks, Martin. Well, Brian certainly mightn't have known the score, but myself and Anya certainly do. It ended up the Kilkenny Hurling Legends five goals and five points to the Camogie Champions one goal and 18, or if you're an old money, 21 points to 20. So a win for the women in that. But yeah, look, it was a terribly enjoyable occasion. Well done to everybody who sponsored the girls or come out to support the team. It was a great occasion. The weather helped off for us as well. We just barely got out the gate of John's Park when the heavens opened, so the gods were definitely looking down on us as well uh, on Saturday but a, a terribly enjoyable occasion and one that hopefully that we can continue and progress on a little bit further uh, there was lots of county finals on last weekend as well um, so we want to congratulate all of our winners on that one uh, I do know that uh, Carrick Shock was out in one of the county finals uh, last Saturday morning um, and I couldn't actually believe when Jimmy Shea put up in the car first now we got praise on you for our podcast last weekend off Jimmy in fairness to him he was listening um, but when he said to me this is the famous E for O'Shea that you're on about and I looked in the front seat of the car and it was like as if it was a girl of 8 or 9 years of age like was sitting in it Aoife looks so young it was unbelievable uh, to think that someone like that was actually out playing in a county final um, as the, the following uh, or the previous weekend I should say uh, right results from our under 16 County Finals last weekend we had wins for Carrick Shock in the Ryan D Championship Final over Barrow Rangers we had wins for Kilmacow Sleeve Rue over Bennett's Bridge in the Shield uh, Ryan D Final uh, one of the other under 16 finals um, had to be postponed because of the bad weather uh, there was other semi-finals and there's also County Finals uh, down for decision there's only one game that I can think of off the top me head uh, for this weekend coming and that is the minor C championship final between Emeralds and the Roar in the Steag which is taking place on Sunday at 1 o'clock so we'll have to keep an eye on that because there's no venue currently on that at the minute the following weekend we do have the under 16 C championship uh, final which is down to be played between Barrowing or Ballyhay Shamrocks and O'Loughlin Gales that was actually the one that was postponed from last Sunday so that's taking 
taking place on the 5th of November uh, and then on the 6th we're just taking a look here just to see if there's any uh, county finals down for decision no they seem to all be uh, under 14 15 16 uh, there's only one final down for decision and that is Pilltown versus John Locks in the under 12 final that's down for the 6th of November so the very best of luck to all of the teams upcoming well done to all of our winners over the previous weekends and we wish Michael and James Stevens the very best of luck in their upcoming AIB Leinster Championship quarter final games of course we will be previewing Thomastown versus St Vincent's who is playing the 12th of November in uh, St Vincent's uh, we'll be previewing that next week we will have the come on kind team of the year Anya has been peddling away with the pen and the paper uh, going through all of the nominations to get them all accumulated so we're going to be sitting down and working on that in the next couple of days so hopefully by next week we should know who are going to be the nominees for this year's Come On Kind teams of the year at junior intermediate and senior we're going to be out this weekend live and exclusive from the Kells Road for James Stevens versus Raharney with a one 30pm throw-in so don't forget to tune in to KCLR live for that with myself and Anya on commentary and as usual don't forget wherever you listen to your podcast free of charge to go ahead download and have a listen and let us know what you think or any topics that you would like discussed on the Come On Kind as well and we can see if we can help and oblige but from ourselves here in the KCLR studio we've had some fun as usual we hope you enjoy the podcast and until next week it's goodbye from myself and Anya thanks bye bye this is come on kind with Martin Quilty and Onya family. Oh,